Hey, 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 everybody, and welcome to another episode of Life After Life with me, Sandy Byrne. And today I have Sarah Walke joining me. Am I pronouncing your name right, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Cool. Sarah is joining us all the way from Connecticut in the United States, and she is the founder of The Sisters Enchanted. And what she does is she helps women to lean into their tuition, intuition, conjure joy, and make everyday magic. And we want some of that magic, Sarah. So thank you for joining me. <laughs> thank you for having me. And I, I feel like I just flew across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm talking too loud, because people do say uh, us Irish, we're like cackling hens when we start talking. <laughs> so if I do get too fast, do let me know. So oh, I no suppose I'm, I'm always intrigued about people's stories. Okay, so I know that you're working in the holistic area. And we're going to talk about that in a minute. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? You know what you did before you got into this area? Yeah, so I am, I'm Sarah, and I'm a mom of two young kids, first and foremost, they're five and eight, and that, you know, takes up much of my time. Uh, (laughs) And before the Sisters Enchanted, I went to school to be an English teacher here in the U.S., and that one thing led to another, and I went into private practice for myself where I helped kids and adults learn executive function strategies. So basically, uh, you know, how to organize thoughts, how to keep notes, stay focused, um, working with people with ADHD, dyslexia, that kind of thing, and also advocating for them in school and teaching adults to advocate for themselves in the workplace. And I did that for a few years and absolutely loved it. But I found that my emotional connection to the kids in particular that I was helping was often very overwhelming. I just I wanted to go into those schools and, you know, go to battle for everybody. And I would just carry it with me throughout the day. And uh, my daughter, my oldest was a toddler at the time. And my sister and I, I have a my sister's about two years younger than me, a little less And we had been talking and saying how fun it would be if we could um, do something together. And we had this idea to just take the things we loved to do and learn about and talk about and just do in our lives ourselves and bring it online. We didn't really have a plan or (laughs) anything like that. Um, It was just an idea. And I ran with it while running my other business. And Fast forward six years later, here we are, the sisters enchanted, but it started, I started uh, really just in teaching, education, and oddly, you know, that really does carry into what I do now, because I teach online. Um, But I was just going to say, you're still teaching. teaching That's a really quick backstory. (laughs) (laughs) No, and I love it. And I love that you explained you and your sister, because when I saw the sisters enchanted first, I assumed that it was just, you know, we as sisters, I suppose in the holistic area, we tend to refer to each other as sisters a lot, but she is actually your biological sister. 
Yeah, she is. And uh, she actually came up with the name. We didn't, as I said, it was kind of just an idea and a, a fun thing that turned into what we actually do for work. <laughs> but uh, she called me on her lunch break. She worked at a, a natural food store. She's a, a supplement, a health and beauty buyer here. And she called me and she said, the sister's enchanted. And that's, that's our name. And I was like, okay. And I ran off and bought the web domain and, you know, but yeah. that has really transformed over the years because our community is by and large women. And we have come to, rather than just being the two of us as the sisters enchanted, mm -hmm. it's become this community of sisters <laughs> around the world. And we often affectionately refer to our community as enchanted sisters. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things that we just came up with it and it has turned into a bigger, more beautiful uh, phrase and concept, you know, down the road. I love that. And before the men switch off, can I just say <laughs> that there is a lot, this isn't just specifically for women, you know, I'm sure that there's a lot that men can learn here too. I know that we start and I think as women, we always reach out to other women, but I'm sure there's a lot to learn for men too. Would I be right? Yes, for sure. It's actually kind of a, uh, a a little side joke within our community that we should start a group for the spouses, the husband, mm. the, those that are married to Definitely. men, the husbands of all of us, for yes. <laughs> because they're often uh, learning. I, I hear all the time about how someone's partner has listened into a live stream or a video class or. Um, taken a pay, you know, read a little bit of my magical self care book and in, put that into their life as well. And yes. it's one of my favorite stories to get from people is how what someone's learned with the Sisters Enchanted has changed their whole household. Um, and I know, you know, in my life that the things that I teach about and, and talk about certainly apply to, to my husband <laughs> as well. <laughs> Definitely. I remember going to um, a demonstration of mediumship once and the, the guy came on stage and he said, welcome ladies and the men you dragged with you. <laughs> 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 so I think, you know, these things are kind of not in every case, but in a lot of cases, they're kind of followed by the, the ladies and the men kind of follow after. But more and more men are getting involved, guys. So don't tune out just yet. Yes. Now, I love this because you bought a tarot deck at Disney and that's how your journey started. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I've always I've always been into like even as a kid, everything, even Halloween and mystical and magical. And I remember when I was, I don't know, I must have been 10 and I begged my mom to buy me this sun and moon fabric at the fabric store so I can mm. make curtains. <laughs> and, uh, I had no idea how to sew, but always just anything mystical, mysterious like that. And I was on a school band trip. I played the trumpet and we were in Disney World in Florida and I bought my first tarot deck and yeah. and I guess it was it was just all 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 downhill from there. <laughs> 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 but it's great. And tell me, do you read tarot? Yeah, yep, I yeah. do. I've been reading tarot for over 20 years now. And uh, it's it's one of those things that I think is, is such a powerful tool mm -hmm. and can certainly be a great introduction to something like mediumship, for sure, yes, and uh, just general connection and intuition. 
And uh, I love to encourage people to use tarot um, in, in whatever way works for them. You know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people get caught up on getting it right and memorizing the cards. And, oh, and I, think, I say the same thing. Yeah. Now, and fun fact for people who tune in regularly is that I haven't been reading tarot cards that long because I um, come from a long line of readers and I used to read people when I started I used to read people not using anything my grandmother did teach me to read tea leaves when I was um, very young because she was I was only seven when she died so I was reading tea leaves and just reading people in general and then a few years ago people started asking me why will you read my cards I want my cards read I don't want just a reading I want my cards read so I got myself a tarot deck and started reading them but the first thing I did was burn the book. I threw it into the stove because I didn't want to read like somebody else reads. I wanted to be me and be authentic and read people's energy. So I love that you use the word tool because that's exactly what I call the cards, the crystal balls, you know, the tea leaves, whatever. It's a way of getting somebody to open their energy. Do you look at yeah. it like that? Yeah. Yes, for sure. And I will say, um, I am no by no means a medium. I would not. I would not claim that for myself. You are. But the well, the closest I guess the mediumship experiences that I've had have been just from pulling cards, but not trying to read the cards necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, like just allowing mm-hmm. them to be that key and that gateway. And I think that uh, tarot is a beautiful tool, often misunderstood. And uh, you know, I think the, the fastest way to fall out of love with tarot is to try to memorize it and, oh, <laughs> and get yeah. it right. No. <laughs> I just couldn't do that. I'd just give up the whole psychic thing if I had to memorize anything. Yeah. <laughs> I, can't re- I can't remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> Never mind memorize the whole deck of tarot cards. Oh my God, yeah. no way. <laughs> yeah. So you do call yourself a psychic intuitive. Okay. And you said you always knew when you were different. Can you pinpoint, I mean, I know you say you always knew, but like I specifically remember that it was when I was seven that I found out that, you know, not everybody saw or felt what I did. Can you remember that? Yeah. So the very first time that I realized that I was, I was definitely different. (laughs) I was, I was, I think eight years old. Um, My mother, uh, we moved about a third of the way across the country and my mother was about to remarry so she was getting she was she was getting married and uh we had moved for this relationship and the minute that she told me i just had in my mind this picture of like events and i could very clearly see they were going to get divorced (laughs) and this wasn't going to work out and it was you know just this almost like, um, for me, it's like a page and a page and a page is the way I describe it, that it just kind of like shows like flipping through. a Yeah, it just kind of flickers. And I, I just knew and I sat down and I looked at her as an eight year old and said, why are you doing this? You know, it's, you know, it's going to end, you know, (laughs) not, not thinking anything of it as a child, you know, just, and she, you know, got, she wasn't mad at me, you know, she's a, she's a great mom, but she was noticeably upset and burdened by what I said. And yeah. then it occurred to me in that moment that, oh, well, maybe it was in my brain and not just like <laughs> yeah. a conversation we just had. <laughs> and yes. I should maybe filter the things I'm saying. <laughs> um, but that was the moment that I realized that 
I saw something and knew plain as day that, and when I communicated it, that the other person, you know, did not plain as day know that and see it. <laughs> and I love that you, you, you know, you've got the age as well, because a couple of weeks ago, I had a chat with a guy called Paul Quentin, um, who also grew up in, you know, a psychic family. And, you know, he says the same thing, you know, that we keep that connection with spirit, you know, and then about the age of seven or eight, you know, our logic starts to kick in and, you know, we start to realize that there's something different and not everybody sees or feels what we do, you know, and, you know, no child has that filter. You know, we don't. <laughs> we just think, well, if I know this, why don't you know it? And you should know it. So yeah. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I love that. So. You do kind of um, really concentrate, I suppose, on the self-care side of things. Can you talk to us maybe a little bit about, you know, um, self-care, you know, what your definition maybe would be and how what we do is wrong? You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I read somewhere that, you know, that, um, you know, from your perspective, maybe that how we look after ourselves at the moment is wrong, that we need to take a different avenue. So would you explain that to us? Yeah. So this is something we've here at the Sisters Enchanted. I've been doing this work for six years. And really, in the last two years, we've been talking a lot more about this idea of self-care. And the reason for that is that we've had uh thousands of people go through our programs and I've learned a lot about <laughs> about people from this experience and what I see is that so many people turn to um, you know tarot or getting a yeah. reading or or whatever it is for an answer that first needs to be solved within and yeah. we can get answers but if we're not ready to act on them or accept them as the path forward, you know, it's, it's just another piece of information in your mind to cause mind clutter and chaos and indecision. So when I see people who will, you know, maybe get another tarot deck for self-care or go shopping or just, you know, I do something that ultimately takes away from where they want to be. Maybe they have a financial goal, but then they go shopping for self-care. And I, it really occurred to me that this is something that most of us do <laughs> from time to time, if not often. Yes, and we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we all do it. Um, yeah. But if we can start looking at self-care as really, you know, having like having a hard conversation with somebody, that's self-care because you, you're setting a boundary to maybe actually solve a problem in, in your life or um learning to be a better listener learning to speak for yourself and advocate for yourself and that's self-care just as much as you know having the nice uh tea and cupcake or buying a new tarot deck is also self-care so just in working with so many people and and seeing folks ask questions again and again you know from other people rather than really caring for themselves from the inside out and looking at the answers they already know, building a life that just cares for them because they have boundaries and they can voice their truth, voice their truth and they trust their intuition and know that they're wise and worthy. You know, that's self-care is when your life just feels supportive when because you've put in that that work to make it that way. So it's really in the last two years that we've started talking about this more and more and really just as a result of 
the conversations I've had over the last six years. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I'll be the first person to go get here here in the US. I like my coffee and a, a good, you know, piece of cake of <laughs> when I've had a tough afternoon. And I'll be the first one to do that and call it self care. But also, you know, learning a new uh, financial skill or how to invest money or set boundaries. That's all also self care. It's not as pretty as a piece of cake, but <laughs> but it's, so, it's self care. <laughs> So I suppose because, you know, I love my self-care, you know, maybe a square of chocolate or, you know, yeah. something nice, you know, after, like you said, after a bad day. But I suppose they're really just a plaster or a band-aid, as you might say in the States. That's just a band-aid over, you know, how it made you feel, but it's not solving the issue. So the real self- right. self-care is solving the issue. I'm yes, hearing you yes, right. exactly. Yes. And mm. then I think, you know, just in, in, in your, what you do and what, what I do um, folks who even want to get a reading from, you know, whatever kind of reading they want it to be or a guidance session or what what have you. I think if you ask the questions and dig deep enough to, you know, through self-care to really get to the root question, you know, then we can ask better questions of our nice. psychics and our mediums and our tarot readers rather than just, you know, I just feel really overwhelmed. Tell me what you see. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like really um, be supported and have great, amazing readings that help us move forward. Yes. Yeah. And a hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Um, and I suppose I wanted to mention too that you did publish a book actually just this year. Is that right? Is it just, yep, just brand this year. <laughs> new? Wow. And it's called Magical Self Care. So if people are interested in maybe finding, um, you know, some techniques maybe which work for them. Um, I wanted to ask you too, because you do have a method that you use called the five eye spiral. Yeah. Could you yeah. ask me that? Because <laughs> yes, I, I, yes. I was reading about it and you, you, you said that you had felt at some point that you had succumbed to normality, which kind of pushed <laughs> you towards this. And I loved that because, you know, so many of us, we just think, oh, oh, you know, here I've become my mother. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. So the, the five eyes, the five eyes spiral, that's also um, an accumulation of my experience in the last six years doing this work that I do. And what I have found is one that as people were so busy all the time yes. doing the normal day to day things that mm-hmm. it's challenging for us to find true rhythm in ourselves in the seasons and pause to acknowledge it. And, uh, and then also that folks want to learn about manifestation and growing their intuition. uh, And also kind of just want to get to a quick, a quick fix for something, you know, like, how do I get this money right now? How do I solve this relationship problem right now? And our five eyes spiral, it's, uh, it's a rhythm that follows it can follow a lunar cycle it can follow a whole year a seasonal year or even just a 24-hour day but it follows the rhythm of setting an intention taking action on your intention doing a little bit of shadow work so maybe exploring why you did (laughs) take action or maybe why you (laughs) chose not to take action or just forgot about the action you said you were going to take Uh, and then an invitation to reimagine the the next intention the next path forward 
Um, and just on a small scale, how this might look on a day-to-day -day basis, you wake up, set your intention for the day, you know, what, what's the big thing you're going to do or how do you want to feel today? How do you want to move energetically through the day? Then you move, you go on, you live the, the most awake part of your day taking action. Around that afternoon slump time, you might think back and say, oh yeah, I wanted to have peaceful communication today. And then it turns out I lost my temper five times over. <laughs> you know, I forgot yes. about that intention. So you kind of reflect and then think ahead till tomorrow and think, okay, so what might be different? What can I change about tomorrow to live this intention? And then through doing that, the fifth I uh, is intuition. So the more that we live in a rhythm, the cyclical rhythm, our intuition just expands and expands because we learn to trust ourselves. We're more present. We are more aware, self, um, self-aware, and it just, you know, expands like an ever expanding spiral. Um, and we look at this, like I said, also through a lunar cycle and the seasonal, the year too, through the seasons. Uh, and I think that it's a really great way to take all of this holistic teaching around energy and the moon and intuition and all these things you can learn and distill it down to a very uh, easily used <laughs> rhythm in your life. So actually use all of this great information that's, that's out there amazing. for us and to that learn. That definitely sounds like something that so many people could use. You know, not just women or mothers or whatever, but so many of us, you know, just to get around that. I suppose, I don't know, would you call it like a cycle, I suppose, you know, the, the never ending, I wonder if, or what should I do? Or, you know, there's yeah. so many things and we just don't, my grandmother called it her gut, but we call it intuition these days, you know, we yeah. have these, our solar plexus, um, you know, and I suppose it really is teaching you to use that again, isn't it? Yes, for sure. I think that something we hear a lot from people is they'll say uh, they're not intuitive. Much like I said earlier, I'm not a medium. <laughs> but folks will say, uh, I'm not intuitive. And I'm like, of course you're intuitive. That's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. It's um, the learning to, to trust in yourself. Yeah. And I think to trust, you've got to be present, you know, and be, have space to hear yourself and know yourself. And I think that, um, creating a, a rhythm in your life is a is a great way to do that I love it I love it um, would I be putting you too much on the spot if I asked you to give us maybe a, a tip you know something that's going to help people to kind of maybe lean on their intuition a little more yeah so I think that the um, the top thing I can suggest that's really easy to do in a day-to-day -day basis to try to hear your intuition or, or feel it a little bit more is take a moment whenever whenever you need to or you desire to and do what I call rec reclaiming your energy. Really, it's just kind of take like thinking of a, a bubble around you and and really just focusing on your feelings, your energy, your body and pushing out anything else. So if you, you know, somebody was uh, well, here in the U.S. with the long commutes and, and angry drivers, you know, so if somebody is angry at you driving to work or your coworkers in a bad mood or you had bad service at the, you know, the market or wherever or some, you know, an argument at home, just push everything else out of your brain waves and just mm -hmm. focus on your own energy. How are you breathing? How does your body feel? How does your 
emotions, how do your emotions feel in your body? And that practice, just doing it several times throughout the day for even just, you know, 30 seconds can really start to help you feel your body sensations. So when you are working on your intuition or trying to understand, is that my intuition telling me something or is, you know, that just anxiousness or am I angry or worried or have a fear of missing out or something? When you feel your body sensations and are aware of them, you can start to differentiate between what's just uh, an impulse or, or what's intuition. Yeah. And it's um, really so this, important. Yeah. yeah, this reclaiming your energy to start to feel what's what's what do I actually feel like versus what am I being influenced by externally that's making me feel a certain way. Sure. Because spending all that money on a handbag is impulse. It's not necessarily <laughs> intuition. Is that right? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and that brings me on, I suppose, to another question that I, I was looking at um, or thinking about. Um, what advice do you give to people when they're trying to maybe, you know, do something like this or give themselves this self-care, but their spouse isn't necessarily on board or buying into it or, you know, because I think and I know because I do it myself, you know, we all say, oh, I have to speak to my husband before I spend the money or, or whatever, you know, uh, or wife, depending on, you know, <laughs> who's listening. Um, like, what do you say to those people or what advice would you give? Yeah, so there's uh, two different things here. Um, first, with a spouse who's just not on board, <laughs> yeah. whether or not you want to, you want to, you know, buy the thing or sign up for a course or something. I think that it's important to understand what it means to you. I think so often we communicate to our partners, just um, you know, not really just communicating the thing, you know, like, I think I'm interested in mediumship and tarot, I'd like to take this class. And that's that. But, you know, why? Why is it meaningful to you? What do you think it'll bring to your home and your family? Um, what do you think that it how do you think it'll enhance your relationship or you so that your relationship changes? So I think that um, understanding why it's meaningful to you and and speaking to the person about that and then i uh, yeah we hear so often from from folks who want to do something and they're um typically for us it's their husband who's not on board or, or sure. doesn't believe or doesn't understand uh and we often will you know i'll, I'll pose the question you know if if money wasn't an issue because you don't have to I mean, certainly you can take classes or, or buy books or whatever, but if money wasn't an issue, is this, would this be something that you would just sit down and talk about or would you just go do it? You know, like if you're going to go get the coffee or get your nails done or something you would just do without even questioning, you know, and how do you start to just take steps now to just do the thing? Is it reading blog posts, listening to podcast episodes like this podcast and starting to learn and make the changes in your life or you know even when you if you wanted to grow mediumship skills for example that will also help you to understand communication and loved ones better and if that starts to translate in your daily life i you know hopefully your partner would see that and then that can even be a bridge to the to the conversation you know that you've already been doing these things and here's the changes that you've noticed 
you know, I love that <laughs> because I always <laughs> go to him and I say, well, this would be so good for me because, but now I'm going to say this would be so good for us because. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's interesting. And in my, um, so before the sisters enchanted, my husband and I both worked and we certainly did not have a, a high income and now my husband doesn't work and I do. And it really flipped the switch on how I look at, you know, just, decisions that involve a partner and how you know just um how we communicate with people you know having been kind of on both ends of yeah. <laughs> of, it. of course but it's amazing um now i did have a obviously look at your website and you have several uh, programs listed there am i allowed to ask you what would be the most popular program that you offer yeah, so our, well, our core program that most people take is our holistic witchery program. Um, but the one that we've had the most, the, the highest, so we teach holistic witchery live, um, but we've had over 4,000 people take our DIY tarot class over the years. So that's probably the one, that's the one that most people sign up for, <laughs> but we don't teach it. It's just self-paced. Uh, and then holistic witchery is the class that is kind of our, our core thing that, that most people who come to us and want to take a class take that, take that. that program. So yeah. I would definitely have a look at that. I love it. <laughs> God, thank you. You know, I could talk to you all day, but I'm, I'm very conscious of your time too. Um, so I'm going to put links to your website in the description box attached here for people. And um, I'll also put a link to your book, Magical Self-Care, you know, because it, it's a bestseller book, you know, and it went bestseller, I think, from release. So it just shows how powerful, you know, the content is. Um, but you also um, have a link for me to send people to you have a 21 day challenge for people. Is that right? Yep, it's a self-care challenge and it'll take you through um, fun self-care. We have lots of community recommendations for the fun things in there. And then, you know, me coming in as the teacher that I am giving you all the tips to have the hard conversations and set boundaries. <laughs> so yes, It really it has everything covered. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Sarah, for taking time with us today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I think it just even just to make people stop for a minute and think, you know, am I looking after myself? And, you know, there's so many um, resources on your website. There's a lot of things that Sarah has on there that you can go through for free. So I would definitely recommend that anybody take a look at the website and, you know, just, you know, even to go through the, the, the free stuff and, you know, see, you know, what value she gives there and then contact her for more. I think that would probably be the best way forward. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was a pleasure. Okay, so guys, thank you for listening and thanks to Sarah and I will see you in the next episode of Life After Life. Until then, take care. Discussing everything